Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Midwest Mamas, just three friends talking about our messy lives and having fun. I'm Alexa. I'm Melissa. I'm Devin. Thanks for joining us again in our series. This is episode three, it's baby time. So this is always fun to talk about, labor and delivery. Um, With my first, with Charlotte, she was very unexpected because she came five weeks early. I remember being in the classroom. Um, I'm a kindergarten teacher, and the very last week of break, or of the first semester, I felt really sick. I got pink eye from one of my kids, and then I was on a pack, and I just was feeling really crummy that the last week of school and it was Christmas Eve and I was finally starting to feel better um and the night well I guess the 23rd that night on the 23rd I was making 10 pounds worth of mashed potatoes for Christmas Eve to go to my (laughs) grandma's house And I was, you know, I felt better and I peeled all these potatoes and I put them in the fridge the night before and I was ready to go. I love mashed potatoes. It's my favorite thing. And went to sleep. And when I woke up on Christmas Eve morning, um, my husband, Kevin, he decided to go into work just to get a few things done because I was still kind of under the weather and I wasn't really going to do anything. And so he left and about a half an hour after he left, I was laying in bed and I was kind of going in and out of sleep and I felt this jolt and my water broke and I looked down and I was like, what is that? And I had no idea that that was my water at the time, but I like stood up and went to the bathroom and I was like, surely I didn't just pee. And um, my mom's a nurse and I called my mom and I was like, mom, I think, I don't know. I think my water just broke. And my mom was like really calm, but she was like, (laughs) you need to get off the phone and take a shower and don't eat anything. (laughs) I was like, okay. Priority. Yeah. And I, when I called Kevin, I was like, um, I'm not joking, but my water just broke. And I just remember him freaking out being like, are you serious? And I'm just like, yeah. And like, like I said, I was literally 35 weeks pregnant that day. And so he raced home and I listened to my mother who I shouldn't have listened to at the time took a shower and didn't eat anything and called my doctor and they told me to come in. And so it was like eight o'clock in the morning. By the time I got to the hospital, by the time Kevin got home and everything, it was probably around like 830 that we got there nine o'clock and they checked to make sure my water broke, which it did. And I was only two centimeters dilated, but, um, I was checked in and then it was just the waiting game and I waited and waited and waited all day long and was still two centimeters dilated mm. and couldn't eat anything. I was starving. And were you I was in really... pain or anything? Um, no, I wasn't really in a pain. I started feeling uncomfortable around like 
four o'clock in the afternoon and that's when I got the epidural, but I still was only two centimeters dilated. And I tried the peanut ball to, mm-hmm. for the baby to drop and that didn't really seem to work. And I was starving and I was just bored because I was just waiting around forever and nothing is open on Christmas Eve. Christmas mm-hmm. Day. Nothing, nothing. Oh, yeah. Even like in the hospital, like the cafeteria was closed down and oh man, just no one was around. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> left because he forgot a couple things and he was going to get his computer so we could watch Netflix or something. I mean, we were just like playing the waiting game and he left and he got himself McDonald's, which was really, really rude. But, um, rude. We were, we were just hanging out and it was, um, midnight when they checked me again and I was four centimeters dilated, which I was just like, okay, like the entire day I barely did anything, which yeah. by the way, Santa Claus did visit. Um, oh, he came to my hospital room on Christmas Eve Aww. and he made me spin some spinner thing. And apparently I was naughty that year. So I got some coal, which was really <laughs> chocolate, but but I couldn't eat the chocolate because I wasn't allowed to eat anything. So I was like, Jeez, okay. Santa. Um, yeah, but that was kind of cool. That's that's Santa cute. Yeah, that is cute. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so, yeah, midnight rolls around and I was just four centimeters dilated. And so the nurses just told us to try and get some sleep and they'd check again in a few hours. And so... We fell asleep and they woke me up at three in the morning on Christmas day and um, checked me and like these two nurses like looked at each other and were acting really weird and then just like walked out of the room and didn't say anything. And I'm like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And so they come back and they're really calm and they just said, oh, there's some meconium and, um, we need to do a, or we, we need to do like an, uh, an ultrasound to see, to make sure the baby's okay. And then they noticed that the baby was breached at this time. And since the baby was breached and there's meconium, they weren't going to try and like turn the baby or anything. And they just said, we have to do a C-section right now. And I was like, okay, so when is this going to be? And they're like, right now. I was like, oh. And I like barely had time to sign paperwork and Kevin was getting dressed. This was at 3.17 in the morning when they told us that I needed to have a C-section. And at 3.43, Charlotte was born. And it was such a crazy experience being in the operating room and I just not even knowing what to expect and um, just laying there and I didn't feel anything, of course. And Kevin was videoing and and we didn't know the gender yet. And so I was thinking we were going to have a boy and she pops out and Kevin always is like, the first thing I saw was just a big vagina. (laughs) That's what he said. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then, so the doctor, though, she's like, I go, oh, Kevin's like, do you want to know what it is or something? And the doctor was like, oh, it's a girl. Like, under her breath, like, didn't even say it out loud. She was like, oh, it's a girl. I'm like, what? I couldn't hear you. And yeah. Kevin's like, it's a girl. And so we were crying. And Aww. it was just, it was 
despite the experience. But her face was all like smashed because she was in my belly a certain way. And so she looked a little bit dinged up when she came out. But <laughs> after a few hours, she started looking like herself. And um, but since I had a C-section, I couldn't hold her right away. And I was totally out of it. But um, our families came and like they came immediately and they all wanted to see her and it's like 4 30 in the morning five o'clock in the morning oh and my gosh. so we got to show everyone um her they they came to us but since she was five weeks early um she was in the NICU for a week so just to make sure she was okay and she was jaundice and they wanted her to gain weight she wasn't small she weighed six pounds um, 14 ounces, which yeah, is that's a pretty good size for that early size for a um, 35 weeker. So um, they were just watching, um, watching her weight and everything. So we were in the NICU for a week. And since um, the hospital I was at, you couldn't stay in the room with the baby. So I had my own room and then Charlotte had her own room. So anytime we wanted to see her, I needed to feed her. Um, we went to her, so it was just kind of a different experience because we were never in the same room with her, like sleeping. And so we just had to kind of set alarms and the nurses woke me up every couple hours to feed her. Um, and it was really nice, actually. It was like a blessing in disguise. I was so excited to, you know, be a mom and have this baby with me, but I didn't get to have her with me at first because of her being early and, it was a blessing because we learned so much in that first week because the NICU doctors and nurses were amazing and they like showed us all their tricks and we just learned how to do certain things that we probably wouldn't be able to do at home. And um, so when we, when we were ready to take her home, um, I, we kind of felt like we can do this and we, we celebrated new year's Eve with her, we went to the hospital Aww. and we spent New Year's um, with her. And then New Year's Day, we got to take her home. Yay. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And with my second, um, he, Rhett was exactly 40 weeks. So he went full ter- term. And of course, I thought that I was going to have a baby earlier um, yeah. because of Charlotte. And I didn't. But um I actually scheduled a C-section um, on like his due date because um, his due date was 8118 and I really like those numbers. So oh, he was born on um, August 1st and I was thinking that it was going to be a piece of cake because I didn't have to go through the waiting game like I yeah. did with Charlotte in the hospital. Mm-hmm. But um it was, it was different because, I mean, it was immediate, like right away, right when I checked in, I felt like it was only an hour before I had him. But just the experience of the C-section, I had like some pains from the, um, from the epidural and the mm-hmm. anesthesia. So like my shoulders really hurt. It was really weird pain. So that kind of affected my labor and yeah. it made me feel different. Um, but other than that, I mean, and then with Rhett, he was, I mean, he was fine and he was, um, determined everything. So 
we got to spend the the time in the hospital with him. So that was a totally different experience. We didn't have to move rooms or anything. And so we got to experience, you know, being parents again, just right away. So, yeah. So I had a couple different experiences with labor. One was just unexpected and drawn out. And the other one, well, I was pregnant for a lot longer and ready to get him out. There you go. No. Now, how did Charlotte react when she got to meet Rhett for the first time? Oh, she was obsessed with him. Oh. She had her take turns um, spending the night at um, my parents' house and Kevin's parents' house. And I know she was, like, kind of getting antsy and everything. But when she came for the first time to the hospital, I, I just knew she was, like, in awe and in love with him. And she wanted to hold him immediately and she was kissing him and wanted to feed him a bottle. And she just was all about him. And she still is to this day. He's six months old now. And she just thinks of him as her own personal baby doll. So they're very cute together. And I hope it continues when she grows up and he's a little toddler. (laughs) I'm sure. But forgot about the, the mashed potato part. So when my water broke with Charlotte, <laughs> I was like, well, I don't think I need to go in now because I have all these potatoes I need to prepare. Of course. And Kevin's like, we're not doing the mashed potatoes. And I was like, but there's so many of them. I don't want to waste them. So we ended up calling some family members and they got the, they got the potatoes and made mashed <laughs> potatoes and we Skyped them and or FaceTimed them while we were in the hospital and they were opening all their Christmas gifts. That's funny. But the potatoes. All I was thinking about was the potatoes. I was like, well, this is too early. This is probably just a false alarm. This is five weeks early. And I made all these potatoes. So I need to finish this. And the doctors were like, no, you your water broke. You're staying here. (laughs) But that's so funny. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Well, you seemed pretty calm for your water breaking that early. Were you? Yeah. Um, I was. I was just, honestly, I really didn't think it was my water breaking because it was so early. Um, And I yeah. didn't even, like, think that just because I wasn't feeling the greatest, that was, like, labor happening or anything. I just, when it when it actually happened, I was just like, that's probably just like a false alarm. And I didn't really believe it at first. And so when I got to the hospital and they checked me and they're like, yeah, your water broke. I was just like, really? Like I was really surprised then. Um, yeah. Cause I was really thinking they were just going to say, no, you just, you just have a lot of leakage or something. <laughs> You're just peeing a lot. You're just peeing a ton. Yeah. But so I was kind of surprised about that. And, but I still stayed calm. I mean, I like since I wasn't in any pain right away, like labor pains, I was okay. And then when I started getting those pains, I was like, yeah, I need an epidural now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. So, Devin, how were, how was your labor experience? Well, I had the whole mindset that I was going in and, it was going to be so easy and I had my hair done because I was getting induced. So I felt like I had it in the bag and then we got there and um, we were settled in and they started tosin and 
And then I got my epidural like pretty early on in it. And I was on cloud nine. <laughs> I remember even saying like, oh, this is going to be really good. Like, I feel great right now. I can. I never napped, but I did. Yeah. I was really relaxed. And then I was nine centimeters in the late evening. So I went early in the morning at like six or so. And then what day was this? What day? Yeah. Fifth? I was getting confused on. Yeah. No. What? Early morning on the sixth. Okay. And um, and then it was like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, and I was nine centimeters. And my our, our our families had been there, and then it just got late, and they had like certain visiting hours there too, so. At some point when I started pushing around, like, I don't know, 9, 10 o'clock at night, they were, we pretty much just said, why don't you guys go home and we'll let you know, like, what happens. And I pushed for probably over three hours. I tried all different types of way, ways to push, like, Ugh. holding onto a sheet and... Holding onto a sheet? Yeah, I, like, had to hold onto a sheet. <laughs> and like, pull myself up to kind of like they would tried so many different ways I can't even tell you and then I was my um tailbone was hurting really bad and at first they thought maybe he was like sunny side up like flipped over oh uh, yeah he wasn't so I'm not exactly sure where that pain came from in my lower back but I was just miserable and um and then they decided to try plan B, which was to vacuum him out. Uh, uh. So they tried to vacuum him out, and then they snipped me twice, so I had a theotomy. And then that just wasn't working. And I just remember like being in tears and looking over at Trey and just saying, I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I can't push anymore. And so then they decided plan C, which was C-section. So they got us ready for a C-section and off we went. And I, they, my epidural wore off and they gave me more before then, like while I was pushing. Yeah. So then while I was in the room, I was getting more drugs pumped in. And I just remember shaking like really bad. I felt like a drug addict. And... um. And then I had been really tired, too. So anyway, so finally, like, all was well. The doctor had, they just talked casually while you're getting cut open and whatnot. But I just remember him coming out and just instantly crying. Just, like, sigh of relief, too. Like, oh, yeah. You know, it's been a lot. We were just worried about him getting here. And then I just remember literally falling asleep and Trey would have to come over and wake me up and say, look at Brentley. <laughs> oh. I mean, I was exhausted. And I just repeated that. I remember being like, I'm so tired. And the doctor's like, I won't let you, like, I'll, I'll wake you up if you fall asleep while we take him out. But I also remember her saying, don't look at the light, Devin. Like, you'll be able to see everything. <laughs> so I told Trey. That is totally true. Like, did you look up? Well, like, I, they didn't tell me not to look up. 
But don't look uh, at the light. I looked because up because it and, reflects, like, so you can yeah. see it like a mirror. You can see everything. Yeah, I um didn't want that to happen, and I remember telling Trey like, "Don't look up." But yeah, he was here, and I was just exhausted. I did not like here. I am coming in, thought my hair would be done, and I left with it in like a knotted mess and <laughs> super sweaty and just awful and we were starving like it had been a long time since I had eaten as well and of course Trey ran out like an hour after Brentley was born to go get Taco Bell and <laughs> that was nice <laughs> Taco, Taco Bell, Bell. Taco Bell for you what, like for I him. thought afterwards I mean you just don't know what to expect but I, I remember holding him and then they had to move you to a room and at that point we had waited like two hours by the time, so he w- he was born at one forty three. By the time we got into the room on a different floor, it was like five o'clock, and then you had nurses telling you all about different stuff. And I was like super exhausted. Trey was half asleep on the couch, and I, you know, like you have to be you have to be listening and know what they're saying too. Right. So I just remember the next day being, I don't know. I just remember being super tired too. And, like, yeah. barely able, like, there were moments my eyes just shut, and I woke up, like, oh, I didn't realize it was fell asleep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's time to feed again. Yeah. <laughs> or just, yeah, just anybody coming in the room, constant yeah. wake up. And because I had such a healing process, too, that I had to keep coming in and checking on that and yeah, yeah, changing things. And so it's quite the process, but... But I'm thankful that he was fine. His head was very, like, mushy after. Mm. They tried to vacuum him. So he had a a bruising on the top of his head, and it just looked pretty mushy. It was pretty pretty different, too. But he was a healthy baby and a big boy, eight, five. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why I couldn't push him out. Yeah. Yeah, you're so little. Yeah. And so then when did you go home? So we were there for a couple days and then Brentley dropped a lot of weight and they were really worried about how much weight he had dropped. Okay. So we were in the hospital for like five days until we got to take him home. Did he sleep a lot? Did he sleep a lot? Yeah. He did. Yes, and then with the nursing part, I don't know that my milk, I mean, I think it takes a bit for your milk to come in, too. Yeah. But I don't think he was getting enough, and we had a, like, quick hop on formula for him and try and get his weight up, too. Because with Rhett, he was just so tired, and, like, no one could wake him up to feed, and so he dropped a lot of weight, too, when I was there, just because he was just so tired and just slept through everything, and we would, like, put cold washcloths on him, and he wouldn't, it wouldn't phase him at all. He was yeah. just tired. <laughs> he was, I mean, he must have been pretty comfy in there, to say, for 40 weeks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, what about you, Melissa? Tell us about your journey. Oh, labor, you were terrible. Well, so (laughs) with Sawyer, I went six days early and I got up at like 530 to go to the bathroom, you know, because I was peeing every half hour at Mm. that point during the night. And when I was sitting on the toilet, I heard and I felt like a pop. 
But, and I kind of thought, huh, like, could that have been my water? But then I was like, no, it was probably just some kicking. And so I like went back to bed, but then like, as soon as I laid down, I could feel stuff like coming out. I was like, uh, so I like stood up. I was like, Jake, I think the water broke. And so this was early in the morning. Yeah. So this was five 30 in the morning. Okay. And so we got up and I was like, I, I guess I'll call the doctor. And so I just sat on the toilet cause I didn't really know what else to do. And so I was like, I'll just sit here. More stuff comes out. And so I called the doctor and the nurse said like she'd call back. And so I was just waiting and I wasn't in any pain or anything. And so in the meantime, I texted my best friend, Cammy and my sister and like, was like, so I might be in labor. I don't know. And they were asking questions and I was like, I'm not in any pain. And the doctor never called back or anything. And so about like half an hour had gone by and we had come downstairs. I was like, well, and I kind of like had the sensation, like I needed to go number two. And my best friend was like, don't do that. That's the baby. Like don't push. And I was like, Oh, okay. And like, and so doctors still didn't call back. And then at that point I kind of felt like maybe I had a contraction, but it like didn't really hurt. I was just kind of like, uh, Oh, maybe that was it. And I said to Jake, I was like, you know, maybe I'll be one of those women, like, that doesn't have pain from labor. Yeah. And that, God must have just been like, oh, you're so, nope. And then, like, five minutes later, the contraction started, and it was terrible from that point on. Like, I was like, oh, oh, my gosh. Like, it just, like, my contractions came then, like just closer like it was like every eight minutes and then it was like every five minutes three minutes and they were like it went from zero to 100 pain like quickly and so we because my friend and sis cammy and april were both like you need to go to the hospital i was like but the doctor didn't call back and they're like you're in labor like you have to go and um so we went back or so we went and it was just a very long painful car ride and Like, just where I couldn't even talk, like, when I was having a contraction and the doctor did call when we were on the way to the hospital. And he's like, uh, yep, I guess you can come in. I was like, well, great, because we are, like, you know, (laughs) healed over. And, um, yeah, and so we got there and, like, a nurse, when we got up the elevator, she's like, oh, you can just follow me. Because when you get there, you're supposed to, like, check in or something. But she just took us back and it was, like, it was just... Like, I thought the devil was inside of me, guys. Like, (laughs) I don't know how people do it without drugs or not. Like, I don't know. Like, it was terrible. And I was, my body was on fire. And this is September 8th. So it's not like it was, like, really hot. But, like, I took off all my clothes. And I was just like, get it out. Like, give me the drugs. I'm dead. Like, and (laughs) they checked. And I forget how many centimeters, but I was pretty dilated and... I was just so hot and so, but when you go to the hospital, like, they first check you before they, like, check you into the official room. You know what I mean? Like, they want to, like, make sure you're really in labor. And so they had to wheel me to the other room because she asked if I could walk. I was like, no! Like, and so they wheeled my naked body over into the other room (laughs) and they kept trying to put a towel over me. I was just like, no, no, like screaming like the exorcist as they drug me across the hall of, like <laughs> terrible and I wish I was there for so that. Proud, I know I that like, was, that sounds hilarious. 
It was awful. I mean, not hilarious for you, but no. And I just remember as I'm like holding to the bar, like a crazy, like the sidebar, the rail of the bed as they are dragging me across, like some ladies just staring at me. I was just like, screw all of you. Why, (laughs) why, why? Like, and so they got videoing this. What? Was Jake videoing any of this? He was not, because I probably would have hit him in the face if he would have got out the camera. He was being very supportive. I think we both just were so surprised by how much pain I was in. Like, when I we were at home, I was like, I don't really feel any pain. This is great. Like, I jinxed myself. Jinx. And so, yeah, so they, but, like, the epidural person was in, anesthesiologist was giving a C-section or someone like they were busy. And so they get, ended up giving me something through my hand to like take the edge off. Like, so she gave it and it was like a cold feeling through my body, but like, so I could still feel the contractions and it was still painful, but not to the extent. Mm. So I got that. And then like, I don't know, half an hour later, I finally got the medicine, but it, it was just terrible. I don't know how, how, many, how, much were you dilated when you were in such pain? I want to say like eight, but they explained wow. it later. They said like women who like when your water breaks, like she, the doctor, or the nurse, like explained it kind of like that's kind of like a cushion. And so when if your water breaks, then that cushion's gone, so your contractions are more intense. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I was like, cool, but I mean, it and like. Jake was bundled up in a coat because I had them turn it down. It was like, I think he said it was like 50 or 60 degrees in there because I was so hot. And I was just like, no, like, you know, butt naked, like burning up with the fire in me. And he was like bundled in a corner, like, and I was just like, ah. But so, yeah, so then um, the day went on and it was much better after I got the epidural at 830 and then. At like one, they came in and I was, so 1 p.m. Um, they said I could start pushing because I was 10 and I pushed for, so I started at one and he came at 3.43. So how long is that? Like an hour and 45 minutes? You pushed now, for a bit then. What? You pushed for a little bit then. Yeah. And it was very, and that was something, like that's just like exhausting you guys know, yeah. you know, like, who exhausting. Yeah. Like I was just like, well, and when you like all those, yeah, it was just a lot going on the table. I was just like, oh my gosh, like never, never again. Like, but yeah. So then we, he came out and I just remember like being like crying, like just relief that he was out. And Jake was like, he looks blue, you know, like just, I think from everything, but he was completely fine. And he was, Eight thirteen, so he's a big boy. Really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize well, he was eight thirteen. Yeah, and so stayed for a few days, trying to remember, and went home. And I remember, like, just like after the milk came in, and experiencing all that joy in the after stuff. Like, I had a huge milk dud. What's it called? Milk duct. <laughs> Like it's in not my milk dud, like what you eat. Like <laughs> what is it called? Like a duct? A milk duct. Yes, that's what I had. 
in my armpit, guys. And I thought it was cancer or something. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this giant bulging thing is in my armpit. And I called the doctor. I was like, something's not right. And she's like, that's just, you need to just massage. Anyways, that can be a whole nother topic about nursing. But so that <laughs> was like Sawyer. You could and- make a, vid- a, a movie about your experience, Melissa. I feel like it was the way people react to him in a movie. <laughs> Just watch The Exorcist, because that was me. <laughs> Terrible. It's, it's just funny to hear all three of our different experiences, even like two C-sections yeah. and how those differed. And Yeah. I know. I don't know how people um, don't have drugs. I know. I mean, I got mine right away, so I never experienced like full-on contractions. Yeah. Ooh. Same. Well, that's what, when we got pregnant the second time, I was like, I'll take the drugs now. And they're like, well, you just got pregnant. You can't have an epidural now. Like, I was like, I'm preparing. Like, I'll take it for the next nine months to be prepared. Like, sign me up. Just put an IV in me and I'll be good to go. Oh, gosh. But Lincoln, he, my water also broke with him. And You know, the so chance excited. of that is not very great. So that's crazy that that happened twice for you. Is it? Yeah. I hear, I hear it like there's not a very big percentage of women whose water break breaks before just in the movies. Yeah, it's like 15% or something. Yeah, something pretty low. Okay. I guess my boys are just kickers. I guess so. But he also was, so with both boys, they were exactly six days early for my due date. And with Sawyer, here's a fun fact. Sawyer, I found out January 8th and he came September 8th. Lincoln, I found out July 21st, and he came March 21st. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yes. But, so Lincoln, my water broke at, like, 1 in the morning. And I was so excited because I was like, I don't have to go back to school. Like, I was just like, that was my first thought. Like, I'm done. Like, (laughs) I'm in labor. Like, this is great. Because I knew this time, like, oh, we're going to the hospital. Like, I know what's coming. You know, like, not waiting around this time. And so... (laughs) We took Sawyer to my sister's and went, and it was just a kind of a different experience because with Sawyer, like, it happened in the morning, so, like, everyone knew we were in labor, and this time, no one really knew because it was the middle of the night. Like, I wasn't going to, like, send out a text at one in the morning, like, hey, guys, I know you're all sleeping in the middle of the work week, but I'm in labor. (laughs) Like, so... So that was kind of neat. And like walking around the hospital, like to try to like get the baby moving, like everyone was just sleeping. Like it was just me and Jake, you know, Mm -hmm. so it was just a different environment. But so my water broke at like one and then at like a 15, like Devin, I think you mentioned like you had a lot of back problem or was that you Alexa, like someone like with the lower back or something? I had tailbone. Okay. Yes. So that's what, like, I felt like I had a lot of pressure down there and, like, the tail, like, my back really hurt and just a lot of pressure. And they checked, and I think I was, like, eight centimeters at, like, eight o'clock. And this lady was, like, I swear by this peanut ball, which, Alexa, I think Mm -hmm. you said you tried, like. Oh, I did try that, too. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. And she's, like, I swear by this peanut ball. Like, if you try it, like, she's, like, "It, it works wonders. And so I was, like, sign me up. So she gave me the peanut ball at 830. And, like, within, like, five, ten minutes, I was calling her back. I was, like, the baby is there. Like, I, like, he is there. And she checked in. Yep, he was there. And so she's, like, yep, yep, you're ready to push. So, like, 
10 minutes with this peanut ball. And so with Link, and then I pushed for four times. Wow. Yep. Like, doctor came in, I think it was like 9 o'clock, and he was out at 9.08. Four times. What did that feel like? That was great. And Jake was like, well, that was easy. I was like, oh, was that easy for you? Good for you, Jake. (laughs) He's like, I mean, just it was shorter. I was like, yeah. uh So That's just like when Trey was, I'm so hungry and so tired. Are you? Oh, right. Yeah. Hmm, That would be very tiring for you. You go get that Taco Bell. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, geez. Did your husband's count for you? Well, at least Melissa with like pushing, was he responsible for counting? Mm, not that I remember I think it was the nurse like told me what to do like no yeah I'm pretty sure it was the nurse counting and like keeping track of everything well asking a person who with possible ADD to count in between pushes (laughs) was not the best idea (laughs) I mean I was pretty irritated even the nurse I was like you had one job one job one job (laughs) to count (laughs) (laughs) and it was rough (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, silly guys. Oh, uh, well, I love all the stories of how babies arrive. I know. Memories forever. Such a miracle. <laughs> so let's ask some questions that we all wonder, but no one really wants to talk about. That's so fair. let's be honest. Did you like the mesh underwear or no? <laughs> It's so sexy. Like, who wouldn't like it, guys? It's, it's almost like lingerie. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I wore those for, like, I think we stole some from the hospital. We did, too. I too. For, like, you two weeks after. We paid plenty for it. I mean, what else will fit over the, those gigantic pads? Uh, yeah. I wore those mesh underwears for, like, I feel like I wore them for, like, three weeks or something. I'm still wearing one now. No, <laughs> Years later. <laughs> uh, I'm also pretty sure that they use newborn diapers as pads at times. Yes. Yes. Oh. The nurse did that to me. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I had bags of ice on me down there for yep. probably two days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And when it may not have worked anymore, they were still like, no, no, she's allowed to have ice. Just put it down there. Do whatever you want, guys. Well, I took anything they gave away. Like, I stocked up on that before we had to leave. I brought home so many things, like the underwear, the ice packs, just the the gigantic pads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The witch hazel. Oh, yeah. That stuff was wonderful, too. Yes. Like, sign me up. (laughs) I also had to wear, like, the mesh underwear, but then I bought, like extra bigger underwear too to like wear over to kind of help hold it up because I felt like with everything it was like a lot to hold up you know what I mean like so yeah. for a little more security but mm-hmm. it was pretty comfy they were I should have invented that can you imagine whoever like was like I just made some mesh underwear for price like <laughs> labor people and they're like rolling in the dough now mm-hmm. I mean seriously <laughs> really <laughs> mm-hmm what about, did anyone experience baby blues or anything? Because that's a serious thing. I kind of 
feel like I, I might have a little bit with Brett and not like that I was like sad about anything, but just kind of overwhelmed. Like I yeah. feel like my emotions were just so heightened Yep. Um, when I was pregnant with him. And then like when I had him, just I was really overwhelmed. And so I just kind of like I cried a lot and I usually don't cry. Yeah. Um, and that I got over that quickly, but I think it was just having two and just seeing them together and interact. And I just got, I just get so emotional. Yeah. Watching them like interact together and thinking about them growing up. And I never thought I would be like that. Like yeah. always like get that emotional about things. I never used to be. And, and yeah, I remember when, um, when I was almost due with Rhett, um, at church, um, one of our pastors, he was, doing a sermon on like different messages of different Disney movies and things like that. And he chooses Lion King and shows like the first scene in Lion King with Simba <laughs> being held up. And I'm like thinking about my own baby and I'm just bawling my eyes out. I had to get up and leave <laughs> to cry in the bathroom. I was like, I can't handle this. The Lion it's, King. It's Lion King. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I got a lot more emotional with my second pregnancy yeah. I wouldn't really call it baby blues but just more emotions yeah yeah what about you Devin I struggled with nursing yeah and it was a it was an emotional battle for like three weeks yeah and I just cried and before I told myself oh if I can nurse then that's awesome. And if I can, it's no big deal. But then once the time actually came and there's just that mental battle of letting that go and knowing that it's all going to be okay. And yep. I, so I just had a really hard time with that. I got really emotional anytime. I just thought it just wasn't working out well and he was fussy and yeah, but I don't really feel like I experienced such strong emotions outside of that. I mean, yeah. I was so I, I feel like I was all right with that. But I also, I hear it's sometimes different with the second child. And maybe, mm -hmm. like, because people, you're, like. That nursing's different or that your emotions? No, that the emotions are different. Because there you had your one child. And, you know, they had all the attention for however long. And now you're trying to figure out that balance. And I hear that that can just be kind of a challenge, too. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Melissa? Yeah, I definitely would uh, randomly cry. Like, I remember distinctly with, like, after we had Sawyer, the first one, sitting on the couch at night, and I just started bawling, like, out of nowhere. And I remember Jake being like, are you okay? I was like, I don't know, like, just sobbing. Um, and so I had a few random moments like that, and it never got, you know, to a deeper place or anything, but just, and it was just, weird you know like that I would just like randomly cry and but I knew like that the emotions were all over and um with Lincoln too like I remember just randomly crying but like you got to think too like you're exhausted you know like it's just so hard like when you're not sleeping and yeah. you're adjusting Our like there's just so many things yes yeah and nice. so I would just talk about it with people and I remember, I think, with our, when I had Lincoln, 
my friend Cammy was like, oh, I'll take Sawyer to Chick-fil-A. And it was, I think Lincoln was like two weeks old. And I was like, oh, I can come. It'll be fine, like, to get out of the house. And then we went. And then I just cried at Chick-fil-A because I was like, I'm so tired. And I don't know what's going on. You know, like, so just lots of random moments. And, um, yeah, it's just so, you just don't. People don't tell you, like, how emotional it is. You know, like, all that is, like, afterwards. Like, I feel like so many people talk about everything leading up to, preg- like, through pregnancy and labor. But then no one really talks about all the stuff that happens after. And I feel well, like that's almost when you need more support, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking with my sister just recently even. And we just said that you have this perspective or this idea in your mind that it's just going to be so blissful and so easy and Mm -hmm. and it is you don't realize like just how tired you are and how like you're trying to figure out what works best with them and what they like and there is a lot more to it than just you know here you've birthed this beautiful baby yeah and everything's gonna be great yeah I mean yeah yeah well and like Devin, kind of what you mentioned, like how you heard it's different, more challenging with a second. Like, I agree with that. Like, yeah, it was really hard um, finding that balance. Like, because I felt like I'd be nursing Lincoln then when it was like Sawyer's bedtime. So I felt like I was missing out on that. And then when Jake went back to work and I would be trying to nurse Lincoln, like, I felt like that's when Sawyer acted up the most and like was really struggling, like with not having my attention and. Uh it was rough for a while because he would like scream and like hit me and try to climb all over me like while I was nursing and I was so like exhausted already like and we both would be crying like oh and I mean obviously like it got better and things you know like as you learn and grow but Uh and my friend gave me um Cammie she said like with her girls like what she did is for the second one. So Devin, you could do this if you want. Um, We had a, anytime I was nursing Lincoln, like we would get out a special basket just for Sawyer. And so it was like new toys and stuff. And it only came out like when I was nursing. So it was like special. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. And so I really like that. And so she like brought that over, like, and her girls like picked out toys. And so like whenever I would, be alone in like nursing Lincoln I'd be like oh you can get your special basket and like to try to like give him something different to do you know did that work with him too yeah I mean not every time but like it definitely helped and like I said like the first week was rough just trying to figure out and I mean being home alone with two kids you know like yeah it was just really like that first day that Jake was gone like Sawyer was bawling. I was crying. I don't even know where Lincoln went. Like, it was just, like, a hot mess. And, like, Lincoln also was jaundiced or, like, pretty close. And so he had to be, like, he was sleeping a lot. And so because of that, like, I was getting engorged. And it was just terrible. And so I was just, like, in pain, you know, because I had watermelons that, like, could not get relief because of him not eating because he was just always sleeping. Like, I think you said Rhett was like that, Alexa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was painful, like just miserable. And I got mastitis a few times. I was just like, this sucks. You know, like Mm -hmm. people just don't, well, I mean, any mom knows, like, it's just hard. It's hard being a mom sometimes. Mm -hmm. Lots of times. Well, and, you know, I kind of touched on my journey with nursing too. And 
I just battled that for a while. And mm-hmm. Trey's like, I feel like we just talk about your boobs like all the time. <laughs> and I just couldn't, I, he was on me all the time and it was just hard. And I could tell that he just wasn't satisfied. And I yeah. didn't feel like my milk really came in. Like people talk about that sensation of it's like a tingling and you feel oh, it, yeah. it just drop. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then finally, once I stopped the battle, we just went straight to formula and, and it was just so much better for all of us. Brent yeah. was much happier. He was more content. And then I just kind of had a wean off of, you know, I, I pumped for a little bit there too, but yeah. I went to classes and, and they were, and he didn't get very much when we did the weighing. And then they said, well, you can feed him and then you can pump. And then by the time you do that, you're already refeeding him. Yeah, like, and I was like, what? So for that? I actually get time with my baby yeah. where I'm not just worried about all this feed. So it was just an emotional battle. And there, yeah. and then I learned that there's a lot more science to nursing than what you think either. Like when I went to the class and how she lifted his face and had his chin laying flat against me. And like there was more science along with that than just... Mm. You know, there was a lot more to nursing that you just don't really know either. And here I am thinking, oh, like, I'm going to push my baby out in an hour. I'm going (laughs) to nurse my child. And but formula was the best option for us. And yeah, he's thriving just fine. I think that's right. That'll go. What about you girls? What what was your nursing? And with Charlotte, since she was um, early and she was smaller, She, they didn't want to, um, they didn't want me to feed her every two hours because like she would get too exhausted. And so they would want me to feed her like every other feeding and they would feed her like my, my milk, but then, um, put some supplement in it just to make her gain weight. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, all I was doing was pumping in the hospital and I produced so much milk. It was just like insane. And we were like filling up the fridge and we had to like get another fridge because I was just (laughs) producing so much and I couldn't give it all to her at once because they were like, no, you can't like, you're going to have to do it like every four hours because we have to watch her and da, 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 da. And so I was just producing so much and I felt like that's all I was doing was pumping and I hated pumping. Mm-hmm. And like just out of all things about pregnancy, I was just like, oh my gosh, I hate pumping and yeah. just getting up in the middle of the night to pump and everything. That was no fun. But once I got the hang of like nursing with Charlotte, she was fine. And um, it took it took her a while to kind of get the hang of latching on, but she figured it out. And um, so then um, I was able to nurse her for a year and then I stopped on her first birthday and then with Rhett since he was just so sleepy in the hospital I had that like engorgement feeling and oh it was terrible and um at first like the doctors are telling me don't pump yet like it's not time yet we need to wait and um like I wait I felt like I just waited too long and it was just so uncomfortable and so then that's when they told me um to start pumping and they were like do you want a manual pump or do you want an electric pump which I only used an electric pump with Charlotte 
I've never used like a hand pump before. And I was like, I mean, I guess I'll use the hand pump just for now. If like, I'm just trying to get like a little bit right now so he can like nurse on me. And I feel like that was the best thing someone could have given me because I didn't even know about the hand pump before. And I only use the hand pump now when I'm pumping out. I feel like it's, I feel like it, I like, I can just get it done quicker and I'm not attached to a machine and I'm not just sitting there like waiting for it to be done. And just that noise, I feel like I can multitask while I like pumping. And so that's all I've been using this time around. And I don't dread it as much the whole pumping thing, but, um, Rhett's been a good, he's been good at nursing. So I mean, he'll be six months on Friday, so we'll see how long I last with him. But my goal is to last a whole year. We'll see. But so far, so good. All good. Yeah. Good, good, good. What about you, Melissa? Well, Sawyer, he was a good eater. He was a big boy, so he liked to eat. And I really, like, he nurse fine and um and I was like you guys like were ugh, I just did not like pumping I think because like then you had to clean out all the parts yeah. you know what I mean like <laughs> oh it's like that was annoying like to have to clean everything all the time but mm-hmm. so he nursed and I enjoyed it overall and he went I nursed the first year um and I was sad like weaning it out but the second go around with Lincoln it was just awful. I think because, like, he didn't eat, and so I was engorged, and I got mastitis, and he just was not a good eater. And so I just always felt full, and it was just awful. Like, I just didn't like it at all. And um, so I think, like, but I kept doing it just because I was like, well, you know, like, just trying. And so I think with Lincoln, I lasted six months seven months I don't know like so he was born in March and I think I was done for good by Thanksgiving because then I was just like you know what it's fine because I think like Devin like how you were saying like you like had that like mental battle of like well is this the best and like is it going to be wrong like to switch you know what I mean like yeah I kind of thought that too like well and I mean formula is not cheap you know like and it's like like had that thought like this is saving money if I continue to nurse. But then I was just like, like, it just stressed me out, especially like working, you know, like, and just like, it was just exhausting. And so I was just like, you know what? Lincoln's going to be just fine. And so (laughs) by Thanksgiving, he was done and it was just freeing, you know, like to not have to nurse him and, He's never going to know that I didn't nurse him as long as his brother, unless he grows up and listens to this podcast then. Hi, buddy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. The joys. But I think that just goes to show, like, all moms out there, like, whatever you decide to do for your family, like, that's what's best for you. You know, like, I don't think people should, like, because I know some people, like, judge or, like, look down, but, like, with sleeping or bottle feeding versus bread like there's just so many different opinions and it's like you just got to do what's best for your family you know mm-hmm. definitely and that's all I mean, that all just figuring it out yep mm-hmm. and everybody's different so for shizzle i'm still trying to figure out how to get swear to wipe his butt like there's a battle Same. mm-hmm hi 
Oh, gals, this has been fun. Yes. Well, yes. we're going to end with the question that we always end with. And this week we'll ask Devin. Devin, how do you unwind and take time for yourself? What are you doing at home this week to take care of you? Well, at the end of each day, I shower. <laughs> and That's I find cute. that as like all a right. time. Huh? I said, all right. <laughs> <laughs> But in the evening, Trey and I, we we have our shows too. Melissa, you talked about that before. We've got our yeah, shows we watch together. There's a couple of things like um, right now we're into suits. Oh, we're pretty big on that. So that's yeah. been kind of our show together. Schitt's Creek is another one we started watching. Have you guys heard of that? that? Uh, it's pretty funny. And then. Um, you know, I try to do, I pray at night, too, and just try to settle in. Yeah. I mean, it's just really kind of like, you know, not answering work emails, not really mm-hmm. thinking about what's to come the next day. So just mentality. Showers are nice because I pray in the shower, and it's kind of my time to unwind. <laughs> just yeah. my time of taking yep. care of me, and then I can climb into bed all clean, and Yep. Yeah. Just kind of relax with Trey. And so that's kind of how I unwind. Every once in a while, there's a glass of wine too to help me unwind. But that's right. (laughs) But I have a Bible study I'm in, and we have a devotional book. And um, and then I have. Huh? What is it? The title? Oh, trying to think off the top of my head. It's. we just re-picked this group back up, so that's why I'm a little bit out of touch. Something about you can like let us know and, next time. <laughs> women have wisdom, or okay, are so you enjoying a it? Little passage each day, yeah, it kind of helps just reflect, and and I like that it's woman focused. But we're gonna try and finish this book up and start a new one, and and then um and then I have a Bible app. And there's some devotional stuff on there. So I'll kind of go through that too. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's very nice. So nothing too crazy, but, you know, it's a long and exhausting day. And honestly, just sitting down and sitting with my family and watching some shows is a nice way to unwind. Very cool. That's nice. All right, for listening, and next we will continue this talk about motherhood. Talk to you later.